this week from GNC Week in Review, powered by GeekNewsCentral.com. YouTube faces an FTC complaint. Google bans apps, and MGM Resorts had a data breach. Those are some of the tech news stories from this week, and it's Friday, February 21st, 2020. My name is Kirk Corliss, and this episode 54 of the GNC Week in Review podcast, part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. If you are a listener, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. We can find in a right-hand side column at gncweekly.com, be it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, your favorite podcast app for Android, or on TuneIn, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you have a comment, have a comment on today's episode, be it on social media or email, Facebook, Twitter, and Gmail, that all can be found at gncweekly.com forward slash connect. We're going to jump in with tech news from this week and from geeknewscentral.com. And a top story this week, Georgetown Law and the father of Allison Parker, a journalist who was murdered on air in 2015, have filed a complaint against YouTube for failing to take down videos of the murder. The complaint filed with the U.S. Federal Trade Commission, or the FTC, this Thursday, this past Thursday, excuse me, alleges YouTube allows videos showing violent murder and conspiracy theories to spread online, which violates its own terms of service. Allison Parker was gunned down on live television while working as a news reporter for WD, WDBJ in Roanoke, Virginia, cameraman Adam Ward was also killed or attacked. Uh, the uh, Georgetown Georgetown Law Civil Rights Clinic and Andy Parker alleged, "Quote: Today, countless videos of Allison's murder are widely accessible on YouTube. These videos glorify Allison's murder for sick entertainment and often promote often promote conspiracy theories about Allison's death that encourage harassment of her father and outspoken activists against gun violence." Parker alleges that he received, quote, empty promises and outright, and outright lies from YouTube whenever he's asked the platform to remove the videos. He alleges, quote, YouTube has refused to act because of the money the because of the money that the video traffic brings in. The complaint also point also points to conspiracy th- uh, conspiracy videos that harass parents of the children murdered at Sandy Hook, video footage of teen suicide and murder, and videos of murders that were committed while being live-streamed to social media platforms like Facebook. Anderson Anderson Francois, director of Georgetown's Law Civil Director of Georgetown's Georgetown Law Civil Laws Civil Right Clinic says, quote, under the FTC Act, YouTube has an obligation not to deceive the not to deceive its users, including parents who believe their children are protected from viewing violent content. In response, YouTube said it specifically prohibits, quote, videos that aim to shock with violence or accuse victims of public violent events or being of being part of a hoax. A YouTube spokesperson said in an email statement, quote, we rigorously enforce these policies using a combination of machine learning technology and human review, and over the last few years, we've moved thousands of copies of this video for violating our policies. We will continue to stay vigilant and improve our policy enforcement. In other Google news, Google has removed almost 600, quote, Android 
quote over, excuse me, let me start over. In other Google news, Google has removed almost 600, quote, disruptive apps, disruptive Android apps from the Play Store and banned their developers in its latest effort to rein in mobile ad fraud. Google's policy does not allow ads that display when an app is not in use or that trick users to click on ads by mistake. The company says it defines disruptive ads as, quote, ads that are displayed to users in unexpected ways, including impairing or interfering with usability of device function, like a full-screen ad that pops up during a phone call or when using navigation apps. Google's senior product manager for ad, Try for Quality, who wrote this blog post, per uh, his name is Per Bourjork. Uh, he also, Bourjork also notes that the company had developed a, quote, machine learning-based approach to help, to help it better detect out-of-contact ad, out-of-context ads and apps, which led, which led to today's sweeping bans. He also writes in a blog post, quote, malicious developers continue to become more savvy in deploying and masking disruptive ads, but we've developed new technologies of our own to protect against this behavior. Most of the apps found in violation were made by developers based in China, India, and Singapore, and a majority were aimed at English-speaking users, where this is being reported by BuzzFeed News. Repeat offender Cheetah Mobile, a, public, a publicly traded company based in China, had more than 40 of its apps yanked from the Play Store in, its recent, in, this, recent, in, this, in this latest wave of bans. Bork also told BuzzFeed News that, appeared to, that it appeared the offending developers had used similar techniques to evade detection, but he did not know if it was a coordinated effort. Google will offer refunds to brands whose ads may have been affected by the disruptive pop-ups. Google is being sued by New Mexico Attorney General Hector Baldaris in a lawsuit filed Thursday. Baldaris alleges that Google is violating COPA, or the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act and New Mexico's Unfair Practices Act by collecting data on students who use Chromebooks through the G Suite for Education platform. According to Baldaris, Google gathers location data, browsing and search histories, contacts, voice recordings, passwords, and more from children of all ages without giving parents the ability to limit or review the data collection. The lawsuit also claims that until 2014, Google fed this data to its advertising business and that Google monitors teachers in a similar manner. Baldera said in a press release, quote, tracking student data without parental control without parental consent is not only legal, it is dangerous, and my office will hold any company accountable who compromises the safety of new Mexican children. Google says these claims are, quote, factually wrong. A company spokesperson tells Engadget, quote, G Suite for Education allows schools to control account access control account access and requires that school at schools obtain parental con- parental consent when necessary we do not use personal information from users in primary and secondary schools to target ads there was a rumor that Verizon that was abandoning the Google Pixel due to sluggish sales. Verizon says it, it'll continue to carry P- Google Pixel phones throughout 2020. A Verizon spokesperson tells The Verge, quote, This story is completely untrue, and Verizon is fully committed to supporting Google in 2020. A Google spokesperson also told the story is, quote, not true as well. The statement comes in response to a story published by Android Police late Wednesday night, reporting that Verizon 
Verizon had, quote, no intention of selling future Pixel phones. In light of Verizon's statement, Android Police has retracted the story and said its source was likely looking at unreliable or outdated information. If you stayed at an MGM Resorts hotel, you may be among victims of the latest massive data breach. The personal details of more than 10, more than 10.6 million hotel guests were recently posted on a hacking forum, hacking forum, and ZDNet has confirmed the data's authenticity. ZDNet said the data dump contains affected guests' full names, home addresses, phone numbers, emails, and dates of and dates of birth. Names and information in the breach include tech CEOs, celebrities, government officials, and reporters. In a statement, MGM Resorts said it already notified affected customers about the breach last year and that it commissioned two cyber two cyber two cybersecurity forensics firms to investigate the incident. While guests who only stayed at the resort more recently may not have may not have had their information included, it's unclear which years were uncovered. Upon being notified about the breach, the MGM Resorts team told the publication that the company was able to trace leaked data back to a security breach that took place last year. MGM said last summer it discovered an unauthorized entry to a cloud server that housed some information for, quote, certain previous guests to its, ho- to its hotels. The spokesperson emphasized that the company is confident, quote, no financial payment card or password data was involved in this matter. Apple is considering letting users set third-party apps as the iPhone and iPad's default web browsers and email clients. It's being reported by being reported by Bloomberg. The company is also reporting on reportedly working on allowing third-party music services like Spotify to run directly on its HomePod smart speaker, bypassing the need to stream them from an Apple to play Apple device over AirPlay. Although the plans are thought to be in early stages, Bloomberg says that the changes could arrive later this year in iOS 14 and an update to home to the HomePod's firmware. In addition to web browsers and email clients. Bloomberg also reported last year that Apple was preparing to allow its Siri voice assistant to send messages via third-party messaging apps by default, meaning you wouldn't have to specifically mention them in a voice command. The report also claimed that Apple would later expand this functionality to phone calls. Over on in the show notes, and this is from CNET.com, the uh, U.S. election is uh, November 2020. And if you wish to know what the uh, Democratic candidates stand um, on on tech over on CNET.com, there's a full list on uh, full information on what they stand on antitrust, online privacy, rural broadband, net neutrality, uh, China and tariffs. Um, that's all can be found in the show notes um, where, where each candidate stands on on tech to peruse at your leisure. U.S. President Donald Trump is planning a global 5G summit for early April. This is being reported by CNBC on Friday uh, today. The White House summit will invite companies like Nokia, Ericsson, and Samsung, which all provide the networking equipment behind mobile networks. Uh, this is according to that report. It's also it's aimed at preventing Chinese giant Huawei from gaining a 5G foothold in other nations. CNBC also has cited uh, was cited citing unnamed Trump administration officials. 
Larry Kudlow, director of the United States National Economic Council, uh, told reporters told reporters on Friday via, via CNBC, "Quote: We're going to have a lot of them in the White House to have a discussion. I'm sure the president the president will join us in part. That will include Samsung. That will include all of our guys." Tech CEOs have been meeting with the president to discuss the issue, from the report says, including Microsoft President Brad Smith. The White House didn't immediately respond to requests for comment. Huawei couldn't immediately provide comment. If you ever use Uber or Lyft, there is a good chance at least one of those rides may not have been favorable. The good news is that Uber is now rolling out a feature in which users will now be able to report non-emergency issues during a trip itself, opposed to the end of the trip where users might forget. According to Uber, quote, however, our research shows that riders may not consistently report experiences that make them feel uncomfortable, due in part to being distracted after a trip. When you're meeting friends for dinner, going right into a business meeting, or coming home to family, reporting something like harsh braking or inappropriate marks may not be at top of mind. So if you use Uber often and come across a ride that don't you don't enjoy, you'll be able to send a report to Uber while the trip while the trip itself is happening. Uh, quote, riders will see a report report safety incident option in their safety toolkit where you can access this by the blue shield icon. Once they tap this feature, they'll be able to report a non-emergency safety issue while still on a trip. Uber safety team will follow up after a trip. Now, just be in mind that isn't a feature meant for to be used for emergencies, but just say general feedback about the trip and the driver. Speaking of Uber and Lyft in New York City, there is a third option. There is a newcomer, Mile, spelled M-Y-L-E. It's the latest ride-hailing service that it thinks it's closer to perfecting, perfecting the mobility formula, all in the name of saving riders money. Mile launched this week exclusively in New York. This is meant to be, truly, it's meant to be the best ride-hailing service for New Yorkers with operations in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, the Bronx, and Staten Island. The firm's, the firm's founder and CEO, Alexei Metabuzowski, spent 20 years as part of the taxi industry and touts this new company as a better solution for locals. Miles' claim to fame is a promise of zero hidden fees and absolutely no surge pricing. Search pricing can turn a rel- relatively affordable ride into something far more expensive when it comes to ride for when it comes to ride a hail an Uber or Lyft. But Miles said transparent transparent prices will help the startup establish itself as a proper alternative to the two other firms. In addition to no search pricing, there is also no cancellation fee until the driver is parked in front of the pickup location. While surge pricing isn't kind to a rider's wallet, this system does help Uber and Lyft drivers earn a little extra cash for working during peak times. So what this incentive does have to work for a mile? The company tells CNET Roadshow drivers are paid weekly and the commission mile charges less than Uber and Lyft. Thus, drivers should be able to keep more of a fare in their own pockets. A company representative says, quote, the biggest and the best bonus for a driver is when there is consistent flow of work without 
gate without huge gaps between the jobs. Miles certainly expects its drivers to stay busy, all while undercutting rivals fares by the average of 10%. Speaking of drivers, the startup tells Roadshow it, is over, it has over 5,000 drivers signed up and is ready to carry out ride-hailing duties for Mile. Mile is available for on-demand and pre-scheduled rides with six vehicle options presented. They range from a standard vehicle with four seats, SUVs and wheelchair accessible models. Those in tree can find the Mile app on the Apple App Store or on Google Play Store now. In the Do You Need Help With Your Tech block, first up over on AndroidCentral.com, if you had uh, WhatsApp and you want to delete it from Android, it'll show you the the step-by-step process on how to do so. Over on the Verge.com, speaking of Uber and Lyft, uh, not necessarily Mile, um, but if you want to... uh, delete Uber and Lyft. Uh, there's, um, it'll walk you through on how to delete Uber and Lyft um, and also give you some options on other options that are available like uh, taxis, um, uh, car services, also recommending walking as well. <laughs> um, over on CNET.com, the best Android tablets for 2020. Uh, there is the uh, Google Pixel Slate. Uh, the Amazon Fire HD 10, which I have and I highly recommend it. Uh, there is the Samsung Galaxy Tab S6. I'll link up in the show notes on the rest. If you're purchasing a Galaxy 20 this week, um, over on uh, this is in the show notes. Um, for if you're purchasing Galaxy S20, they have um, 10 tips and tidbits you need to know about its new flagship. Uh, for example, the S20 doesn't support MM Wave 5G yet. Um, you can lock RAM to a game or app. Um, you cannot zoom videos to 100 times. Um, they have some music sharing, etc., and that's all in the show notes as well. Over on dumblittleman.com, where you can find trouble, uh, twelve, excuse me, twelve clever ways you can earn money from your computer today. Uh, there's the there's a translator, uh, be an online tutor, uh, you can be a virtual travel agent, online writing or editing. Uh, I use my laptop to as an executive producer for um, the Geek News Central podcast. So that helps me. That's just me. Um, you can be an Airbnb host. Um, there's a whole lot more. I'll have that. Also, um, over on lifehacker.com, how to check your USB devices for unsafe, unsafe USB firmware. USB devices for unsafe firmware. It'll walk you through step-by-step and what to look for on that. Over on uh, Uber Gizmo, if you want to find phone numbers with Google, uh, you can find it by the business name, uh, finding a contact by name, by site, other other ways to find a phone number with Google. Over on uh, Computer World, uh, this is going into the email piece. <laughs> uh, there's eight tips and tricks to speed up uh, speed up Gmail. Uh, kill the chat windows one. Reduce the number of email conver- conversations shown in your inbox. Uh, also, and there's a pop-up ad, which I'm going to get rid of. Um, archive your emails and so on. Also, speaking of email, the best way to end an email professionally. Uh, it'll walk you through on uh, why you need a good mail, good email ending, the different types of email signs, 
email sign-offs and when they're appropriate, common ways to end an email that works well. And lastly, uh, speaking of finishing up on the email piece, um, how to tell if someone's opened your email, be it uh, Microsoft Outlook, Gmail, MailTrack, and I'll have all, this is all in the, uh, all in the show notes found on G, on this episode of GNC Week in Review, uh, on this episode for GNC Week in Review at gncweekly.com. In the video streaming news this week, Google and Warner Media have signed up a, signed a deal to bring HBO Cinemax and HBO Max to YouTube TV this spring. You, Warner Media's Warner Media's other cable networks will also stay on YouTube streaming TV service on which they've been available since 2018. The AT&T owned media company uh, wants to, as uh, Rich Warren, president of Warner Media Distribution, says in a statement, "Quote: Networks available as widely as possible." HBO and Cinemax are also are already accessible through several means, including Apple TV channels and Amazon Prime channels. But this is the first such distribution for HBO Max. Warner Media is trying to reach agreements, which trying to reach, agree, reach agreements with other distribution partners for the streaming service, which is set to debut in May. Since its major update last year, Vizio's SmartCast TV platform has included most of the major streaming services you might need, including Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, and Vudu. But if you wanted to watch Disney+, Plus, you had to stream it from another device using Chromecast uh, or AirPlay 2. The good news, Vizio has announced that's adding Disney Plus to its smart TV platform. The update will come to all Vizio smartcast TVs from 2016 and later. Now, this is now you need to be one of the countries where Disney Plus is available. At the moment, that's in the U.S., the Netherlands, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. Vizio Chief Technology Officer Bill Baxter said in a press release about the integration, quote, we are excited to bring Disney Plus onto the smart cast platform to give viewers access to even more content to enjoy. Speaking of uh, Disney Plus, over on lifehacker.com, what's coming to Disney Plus in March 2020? And for example, March 1st, Dr. Doodle 2, Ice Age, um, middle of the month, um, uh, March 15th, G-Force, uh, March 20th, um, Star Wars, the Clone, Epi- the Clone Wars, Episode 705. Um, later down in the month, um, uh, Shop Class, Episode 105. And I'll have a link up in the show notes. You can check out on all what's coming to Disney Plus uh, in March. Viacom CBS is launching a new streaming service. The new service will build upon CBS All Access, which costs $5.99 per month with ads or $9.99 a month without, by offering an assortment of Viacom networks to customers. The company announced its expansive approach to streaming, which Viacom CBS referred in a press release as, quote, House of Brands, part of the company's goals to accelerate its presence in the streaming space, is to coming is to quote a take a differentiated approach that builds on Viacom's Viacom CBS's unique foundation streaming plays to its strengths. This all includes offering live sports and news similar to what NBA, NBC Universal is doing with Peacock. 
The press release reads, quote, new Broadpay House of Brands product will expand CBX All Access by adding the company's scaled assets in film and TV, including world-renowned brands, and reaffirm and expand the value of entertainment, news and sports through through on-demand and live experiences for audiences around the world. The goal is to complement services such as Pluto TV, which is free, and Showtime's premium offerings by, quote, adding a broad pay offering built on the foundation of CBX All Access. CEO uh, Bob Scott uh, Bob Backish did not give any detail, many new details, but says the goal is a soft launch to evolve product later this year. So there are details are really thin, including the including how much the different tiers will cost. Over on lifehacker.com, wrapping up the video streaming news, what's coming to Amazon Prime Video in March. Uh, for example, March 1st, um, there's the Hornet's Nest, um, Lady in the Cage. Um, March 11th, the test a new a new era for Australians team. March 13th, Jay and Silent Bob reboot, and the list goes on and on. I'll have a link up in the show notes that you can check out on that. And finally, now there's a lot of people all over the world who has a smartphone with a camera. Now it's not surprising that many people have taken the opportunity to snap a naughty selfie now and then. However, over in Japan, Tone Mobile has launched a new smartphone in the form of the Tone E20 that apparently will stop users from na- uh, from snapping naked photos of themselves. You want to know, like, know how does this work? Now, basically, the phone will come with detection software that has the ability to detect whether it determines to be, quote, inappropriate photos. If it detects that, that if it detects it, detects that, excuse me, it will prevent the photo from being taken and any image data capture will then be discarded without being saved. Now, this might be seem a little strange or odd that a company will prevent users from doing what they want with their product. This feature was designed to be a safety feature. And that is the tech news for the week for Friday, February 21st, 2020. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. Show notes from this episode, all the how-tos and tips uh, in the what can I do you need help with your tech can all be found at gncweekly.com. Also, be sure to check out, check out the latest tech news from geeknewscentral.com. And be sure to tune in Mondays and Thursday evenings at geeknewscentral.com forward slash live for the Geek News Central podcast. And then tune in to this podcast, GNC Week in Review, which publishes every Friday or which publishes Friday evening, excuse me, at gncweekly.com. You have a comment on this week's episode, love to hear them. Head on over to gncweekly.com forward slash connect. Connect via email. We can review, uh, excuse me, we can review GNC, Twitter at GNC Weekly, or on Facebook, GNC Week in Review. I am on Twitter. I am at Kirk Corliss. Till the next episode of the GNC Week in Review, so long.